1: This is the Freddy and Harry Podcast on ESPN Radio. We get a little Aaron Kate Dolan in the building, ESPN yes. Sports Betting Analyst.
2: You are a Cowboys fan, but you're also a Jets fan. Yes. So you, so yes. I, what's the double dipping? Because I don't, the, I don't believe in that. Started when I was oh. a kid growing uh-huh. up in New
1: York. I was a Jets fan first. Loved Joe Namath, loved the green and white uniform. So that's the first team I ever became a fan of. During the Super Bowl, one of the Cowboys players, his name is Dwayne Thomas, mm-hmm. when he played there. My middle name is Dwayne, and I never saw Dwayne spelt that way. So I'm thinking, oh, that's pretty cool. A professional player has my name as his first name, and the Cowboys were good. And then Roger Staubach <laughs> came along, and I couldn't separate the two. You got to
3: come up with a little bit of a better. Story. Story there. You so, can't be a fan so of so two you franchises. Me, so wait a minute, you want me to lie to make it you a know, good story? I'm- He's in tier
1: 15. two
2: right now?
1: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the best show on your radio. It's a Groove thing with a funky swang. You know it is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Series and Channel 80. Don't forget about us and tune in. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. What do you think about the Cowboys' latest loss? How could that affect their Super Bowl chances? After Trevon Diggs suffering a torn ACL during practice, a one-on-one drill today, let us know at 888-729-3776. Many people wonder about the Cowboys. Could they implode? Nobody saw this coming. What does this do to their Super Bowl chances, even though it's only Week 2 going into Week 3? Let us know at 888-729-3776. We had Todd Archer, ESPN, NFL Nation Cowboys report about an hour ago, and he talked about the huge loss this injury is. And also, by the way, when it comes to this Dallas Cowboys team, it is not easy. It's going to be extremely, extremely hard replacing a guy that has meant so much of the defensive lineup when it comes to Javon Diggs. This
4: is a massive loss. There's no other way around it, just how well he's played, how well he's paired with Stephon Gilmore. I mean, he's given up three catches for 31 yards on eight targets in two games. Wow. I mean, that's his passer rating against him 9.9, according to next-gen stats. I mean, he's playing probably better than he did two years ago when he had 11 picks and had won in the first each of the first seven games. I think you have to go to Duran Bland. He's been their nickel guy for a good portion of the last year plus after Jordan Lewis was, was hurt last season, uh, led the Cowboys in interceptions last year with five, had a pick six, and the opener uh, against the Giants but like I said, he's been mostly a slot guy, right? And and, and as you know, this is a different deal w- when you're asking a guy to go play outside as opposed to playing in a slot. In some ways, it might be more difficult than, than playing the slot. But Deron Blaine's a guy that they, they've they liked since they got him in the draft. Not as fluid, not as speedy, not as instinctive as Trayvon Diggs, but a good, solid player and, yeah, when
2: it comes to a guy like Trayvon Diggs, it's those instinctive plays, right? right. It's the ability to scare an opponent to not throw into your side or not trying to come at you. And you're so aggressive to the point that where now teams have to double move you in order to have an opportunity to complete passes on you. That's what they do now. But I would take a corner like Trayvon Diggs that's very, very aggressive, and they may give up some touchdowns here and there. But I would take that aggressiveness and that instinctiveness – and the chance of being able to create turnovers and getting the football back to my offense over a corner that's passive and not seeing things and not reacting in a quick manner. So those are some of the things that they're going to be losing. And also, when you looked at last year, when teams were nervous at throwing at them, they went to the opposite side. Yeah. And I agree with another thing that Todd said. That uh, Stefan Gilmore signing is looking that much more. Mm-hmm. It's like brilliant. Because no one pictured Trayvon Diggs going down, but now they're going to have to deal with the, the simple fact that something that, that they were dealing with last year. And Stefan Gilmore, former defensive player of the year, I'm not going to sit up here and say he's the player that he was at that moment. He can still play at a high level, but that touchdown pass that Garrett Wilson caught was on Stefan Gilmore. So moving forward, these are the corners that they're, that, that they're going to be able to have to fill in for Trayvon Diggs they're going to have to really step it up because they're going to see a lot of balls coming from their opponents.
1: Well, how many how many times we heard about the totality of a defense and the Dallas Cowboys' defense? They believe that they're going to be great in all three sections, defensive line, linebacker, and secondary. Dan Quinn has let it be known that, hey, everybody plays an integral part on the success of this defense. But it's definitely got the ratchet of things when it comes to the pass rush. The quicker you can get to that quarterback and get that pressure, get that ball out of his hands – and not have your defensive backs have to stay plastered to guys, especially guys not named Stephon Gilmore, is going to be imperative more than ever before. Micah Parsons, in my opinion, he's been the best player in football the first two weeks of the season. You can make a case with Tua lower quarterback of Miami, Tyreek Hill, wide receiver of the Miami Dolphins, the other guys out there, Jared Goff has been terrific with the Detroit Lions. I get it, but for my money, that guy has been the best and the most impactful player in the first two weeks of the season. That impact is not going to be lessened. If anything, it's going to have to be even more, which is saying something for a guy that's playing at a red-hot, full-tilt boogie level when it comes to Michael Parsons because that's where Travon digs. That's where he was at. And the fact that he got injured on a drill, a one-on-one drill, for those who don't know, and Harry can mention this as well, they have one on one drills every Thursday before you get ready for Sunday football, which means the cornerbacks are going against wide receivers, running backs against linebackers, linemen against linemen. They do these drills to work on technique, getting open, yada, yada, yada. I wonder how many teams will look at this out there and say, it's bad if we're losing star players on the field during games because it's not in the preseason time or practice time. We can ill afford to potentially have that risk even heightened by losing a player during a drill that you may not need as much in modern football as you used to.
2: And, it, and it's and it's hard, too, when you're in one-on-ones, Freddie, because you don't want the man across from you to beat you. That's your mindset, right? And you don't want to look silly and have things like that on tape, even if it's Absolutely. practice tape. Yeah. So it's nothing that you can do to go out there and say, you know what, I'm going to slow it down on this rep. No, the game of football don't work like that. If you're a competitor, your mindset isn't that as well. Now, I'm also a guy that's a product of – Tearing his ACL, MCL meniscus and having a bone fracture and one-on-one drills. Wow. And I just happened to be going against a young corner, a rookie corner in the National Football League, literally 14, 15 yards down the field. And when I planned to come back on the route, he was so used to to the college game and not understanding that you couldn't touch the receiver past 15 yards mm-hmm. that I, wow. my, knee, my foot planted in the ground and my knee popped twice. And I just knew instantly at that moment. Wow. So I – after that moment, the rest of my career, I rarely did one-on-ones. Now, I did them here and there, but I didn't. I wasn't too fond of doing one-on-ones in practice after that because it was a mental hurdle for me mm-hmm. being able to get over that. The fact that I didn't tear my ACL in a damn football game, I toured in one-on-ones in training camp my second year. Mm-hmm. So that alone was a mental hurdle for me coming back in. I wasn't too happy and too excited when we went to practices and they were like, hey, we got one-on-ones. And my receiver coach at the time, he understood that too. So, like I mentioned, it was times I did one-on-ones, but it was a lot of times that I didn't do them because of that mental hurdle.
1: Brian in New Jersey wants to weigh in on this on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio at 888-729-3776. Big Brian, what you got, my friend? Hey, what's up, fellas? I love the show. Appreciate you. I'm kind of still optimistic because – Back in the day, the last Super Bowl we won, we traded for 21, just like we did now. Kevin Smith was our best corner. He went down. Trayvon went down. And we still won the chip. So I'm, I'm hoping that history repeats itself a little bit, especially with this defense. And I know Mike is going to bring the heat. Mm-hmm. He won't be the only one because you got Doran Armstrong. You got Demarcus Lawrence. Mm-hmm. You got the man they call the Wolf Hunter, Leighton Vander Esch, who's been really, really good last year when people thought that maybe his career could be on the downside, rebounded terrifically and, and also safeties. has been able to do it. The safeties, I mean, getting cursed back, that's going to help huh. that defense. So you hate losing to Trevon Diggs. Although, to be honest with you, they lost to Micah Parsons. That'd be a lot worse with Dallas Cowboys defense. Mm-hmm. Guys like him do not grow on trees. And that's no disrespect to Trevon Diggs, but some guys are just special and they're special, special. And Micah Parsons is special, special. But they do have enough components. To me, the biggest component is the fact they still got Dan Quinn as a defensive coordinator. They, and you mentioned this. He's dealt with injuries before when he was the Atlanta Falcons head coach and the Seattle Seahawks defensive coordinator. If anybody can try to manage that losing a guy that magnitude in a secondary like Trevon Diggs, you could not have a better coach in place to make sure that even though the train had to had to take a step back a little bit, it's not go, go, It's not going to go completely off the track when you got Dan Quinn as your defensive coordinator.
2: Now I would say where this is going to come into play, I think, the most is when they play a team like the San Francisco 49ers, who you know wants to be physical and run that football. Absolutely. So that's why when you play that team on Sunday Night Football on October 8th, it's imperative that you minimize that run game Yeah. because that run game opens up a lot of things in their pass game. And now you're going to be able to have these guys one on one with Stefan Gilmore, which I still view Stephon Gilmore as a guy that can play at a high level. Mm-hmm. But now you're you're your third corner, right? And, and and a lot of teams going going to games to saying, hey, if we can get to that third corner, mm-hmm. we have a we have a major opportunity of winning this game and having success from an offensive standpoint in the past game. But the reason why I think that run game in in that matchup is going to be significant in the Cowboys stopping that is because. When you're running the ball effectively and you don't know if it's going to be run or pass, now you're a little hesitant. When you know it's going to be pass because you're stopping the run, you can pin your ears back as a pass rusher. Now, when you don't know, and right. when a team is balanced and having success at both
1: – Like the 49ers.
2: It slows you down a little bit as a pass rusher.
1: We always hear in modern football how much the passing game, passing game, passing game, but then we always hear if we don't have balance, we're not going to have or get the kind of success we believe we can accumulate and achieve – based on the fact we need that balance more than ever before. Randy in Arizona, my friend, what do you got to say about this on Freddie and Harry at 888
0: 3776 Hey, great show, guys. Appreciate it's, you. Uh, a couple, two, two, two things. I have a recommendation for a Friday segment for you, but first I want to tell you on the Dallas issue, it's testing the depth of these teams because I think it comes back to the lack of the preseason and the OTAs. That we're seeing a lot more of these injuries coming, and I really think there's got to be a better solution coming into the season because they're having to go to zero to fifty right away and a lot of these guys are getting hurt.
1: So what's the suggestion for Friday, yeah, by the yeah, way? Randy, yeah, that's what we that. want to know that.
0: That earlier in the week that Harry really uh showed off his vocal pipes and for Friday, because the Freddie and Harry show is so fun. You need Harry Fridays where Harry has to pick certain songs and uh, give us a little rendering.
2: Sold. I I actually like that.
1: Sold. Sold American. We're going to have at least two or three. Randy, no <laughs> lie,
2: I, I was kind of nervous when, uh-huh. before you started because I didn't know what you were going to say. Mm-hmm. But, Randy, I'm with you, my I'm, man. Randy, I'm coming out to Arizona, damn it, just to see you.
1: Exactly. Co-signing that. was. So Randy you, Watson, yeah.
2: ladies and gentlemen. Randy Watson. So
1: so you got to give me at least three songs that you can karaoke to for Love Friday. You gotta got to give you. me at least three. I got you. You might give me 300. All I need I, is three. I, literally.
3: <laughs> do, you, do you think Randy would be upset if, like, once this takes off and we just completely steal it and say we came up with it?
1: Yeah, you know I, you know how I am. I, I'm not a big fan of stealing stuff from people. <laughs> you know, Devin's known me way too long. He said that on purpose to draw me uh, across the line <laughs> because he knows how. What Somebody who I know very, very well always talks about, man, I love that stuff. I'll credit one time, then I'm stealing it, and it drives me bonkers.
2: Well, I, I'm not a big fan of stealing either. My daddy told me if you steal, you'll kill.
0: Wow.
1: What's going on in that Douglas household, man?
2: Hey, man, a lot of life Slapping lessons. Slapping
1: people in the practice field like you said you had to do a couple of times, <laughs> and now your dad getting in touch with his inner hoodlum like Lawrence Fishburne from the movie? What's going on in the Douglas household growing up all those years? First in Florida, then in Georgia. <laughs> What's going on down Listen, there?
2: My mom and dad kept it real yeah. with me, my brother, and my sister when it came to everything. Everything. Especially when it came to the birds and the bees. I was gonna,
1: Never mind. Paul's.
2: <laughs> Never mind.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Freddie has lost it. <laughs> Freddie has lost it. I don't. I can, can you, by the way, he's Harry Duggs and Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. Before we get to Giants 49ers, I'm going to take a poll of the room right now. On a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the yeah and one being the nah, when it comes to raising Harry as a child, how hard was that? Devin, <laughs> I'm starting with you. On a scale of one to ten, the ten being yeah, and the one being See, nah.
3: I, I already know this is a this is an eleven. Can I pick eleven? <laughs> you can pick eleven. <laughs> <sure>. You know, <laughs> you know, Harry was
1: always getting his nose into
3: things. Pause.
2: <laughs> Hold up now. I am not doing that white stuff. You stop it hey, right hey, there, hey, Devin K. Hey, <laughs>
1: hey where are we going with this? <laughs> That's Mark not Morales. what I meant. Yeah, Mark Morales on so a scale of one to ten, with ten being yeah, and one being nah. How how hard was to raise Harry Douglas when it comes to Mister and Mrs. Douglas?
3: I'm going to say it was probably a 20. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like a troublemaker. Harry was definitely in the back of the car. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet?
4: He's Shannon, like, what about two? On the scale yeah. of one to two, Shannon. I'm going to say uh, uh, at least a two. Because we all know two. that Harry was... Was a great child. There you he go. To wow. His parents, there you everything go. right. Wow. He he said his prayers. He ate his vitamins. Jeez. He was a but, but real
2: can I can I say this though, y'all? Yeah, so yeah, please combat America. that. Parents lie have, we just heard? From my parents the, have three kids. I'm okay. the middle child, good. right? So well, now that explains a lot. I, now. No, but but I am the one that everyone comes in the family for advice to uh-huh. vent. Right. I'm also my parents' favorite child. Yep, I said it out loud. I'm my parents' favorite child.
1: So you have done a good authority. Other than, You have that a good authority, other than you. Yeah.
2: <laughs> really? I'm a good child. I'm, I'm, I'm a parents. I child. hold
3: myself in contempt. Why should you be any different?
2: <laughs> Look, I still I still say to like my parents, yes sir, no sir, yes ma'am, uh-huh. no ma'am. Like, right. like I'm I'm the good child. I'm yeah. the child that my parents never worried about when it came to anything they never worried about me hold
1: on a second your parents never worried about you
2: no I'm the child that they never worried about
1: because I'm not your mom and your daddy and I worry about you now <laughs> and you're not even my child <laughs> now they do know
2: I they do know I'm very outgoing Uh, there may be times where there's no telling what's going to come out of my mouth. I'm very free spirited.
0: Nothing wrong. i believe
2: in definitely speaking my mind.
1: (laughs) I'm okay with the speaking your mind part. Believe me, transparency. (laughs) A fan of I could not more be when it comes to stuff like that. But (laughs) you as the middle child is the one that is the golden child. I find that extremely But I was a little I was the instigator.
2: I was the instigator in the household too. What do you mean was? I was the instigator. (laughs) Was Wait a minute, still. Did, did you hear when, uh, when Aaron Dolan came in and she was saying something to you? I was like, ooh, I don't Oh, know. yeah, exactly.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> You're the kind of guy, you, you remind me of my father. My father loves being an instigator as well. I'll never get one time hanging out at the house. My dad's giving me to go. I go, where are you going, Dad? He goes, I'm going to give me a two-piece combo from Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm going to go to the barbershop. I'm going to start me an argument about O.J. That would be something you would do. <laughs> you, you Just would, to get people riled yeah, up. Oh, he, he, man, he had that place and Harry in a. Frickin' uproar.
2: And I guess, I, I guess I've been doing it this entire show with Devin and Shannon, our producers. <laughs> you really have. You just when, realizing when to this? The Gi- like, I
1: know, really. You just realizing this now? Get him, Devin. Get him, Devin.
2: But no, but see, but the thing about tonight's Thursday night game, though, Devin, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great game for 49ers and 49ers fans. Now, I don't know about wow. the Giants fans. It's going to be a great game, though.
1: Wow. I can't believe you are lying to the face of Devin Kane and Shannon because you know you don't believe for one second. That tonight's game is going to be a great and game. And
2: I have the luxury of watching this on the airplane. As soon as I'm done with the show, uh-huh. I got to rush to the airport. I got to make sure I don't miss my flight. Wow. And I got to fly to Chicago, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to watch this on my iPad. I, I, I use my wife's login for Prime Video. Okay. And I'm going to watch this game on my iPad. And yeah. Devin, I'm going to have my Wi Fi hooked up to my phone. So you and Shannon, oh I'm going God. to be texting right. you guys. Man, the Giants look really good. That defense <laughs> is really holding the San Francisco 49ers. Look at Danny Dimes. He is not the big apple turnover he was in game one.
1: I guarantee you that happens tonight, Devin. There's no way he's texting you.
3: Listen, you're, you're going to be on a plane. I just hope Kayvon Thibodeau got on the plane because I'm going to need to see something tonight. So, so tell us about – didn't you Amen. buy his jersey, Dave? I bought his jersey. I, you was, did? I was Yes. Before the season, I'm like, I'm going to buy a new Giants jersey. Okay. So the options I had were Dexter Lawrence, right. Kayvon Thibodeau, Andrew Thomas. You get Daniel Jones. Okay. Whatever. I'm thinking – all right, I need to pick somebody who I think is gonna, you know, kinda come into their own a little bit, get sure. that next contract. Sure. Number five is a is a good jersey number and yes, Thibodeau it is. looks good on the back. Right. Got the nice white one. And oh, I'm nice. I'm wondering why I haven't seen I, I haven't seen any
1: you you've been better in Thibodeau's jersey <laughs> than Thibodeau's been in his jersey so far in the first two weeks.
3: <laughs> zero, zero sacks last week, uh-huh. zero tackles. Yeah. The Giants are the only team in the entire NFL without a sack. He had a,
1: a literally from Animal Gi- House and oh, Butarski. Yeah, they don't have any sacks. Not one sack. I mean, granted, I mean the Dallas game got away from them, do you, and the Carlos game almost, get get almost got away tonight? from them.
2: You think they get one tonight?
1: Nah, against if they're gonna get one, Thibodeau needs to step up. To Devin's a, point, they gonna
2: be in junk time when the game's like already
1: over. Even, are the, <laughs> why are the forty nines ers in junk time going to be throwing the football anyway? They're not gonna be throwing the football in
2: the game when the game's already over.
1: They're not gonna be doing that.
3: Second quarter. I need Sweet. to know why this makes him so happy.
1: <laughs> it really does. It's not like you're a Saints fan or a Panthers fan or a Buccaneers fan in the division of Harry Douglas with the Atlanta Falcons. He takes great delight in torturing Devin, you and Shannon Penn as John fans. I think fans. it's because he knows, we,
3: he knows I can't not react to it. You know? That's
2: if true. I no, just didn't react no, to it. No, tell the real reason, Dev. We'll because we have what on the line? Oh, we have a bet, but. There, there you go. There's two other people involved in this bet.
1: It they're is. really are. It <laughs> is. <laughs> they really are. Really but I get to people. talk
2: to you every single day. So I oh, get to man. reinforce. I, I don't know, I don't know how,
1: how that's a benefit for Devin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I get to do every single. So I get to reinforce oh, this bet God. every day to you.
1: Well, th- put it this way: the Giants are a ten and a half point underdog. Over under is 43. Dang yeah. that large. They San Francisco See, ten and a half point. Uh, Vegas
2: must know something because they don't normally give like large point spreads like that. It's like Vegas yeah. must know this is going to be straight slaughterhouse tonight. What they know?
1: The
3: Giants are without their best. I ain't player? talking about
2: slaughterhouse records.
1: Yeah. Put well, thank God for that because we had enough of raucous <laughs> records as far as that. Goes. <laughs> but also Vegas, they know how to draw you in. Ten and a half point favorite on a short week, mm, smells funky. That has all the makings of the Giants' cover. I don't think the Giants win, and if they're going to win, then Daniel Jones, he's going to need other guys to step up. It just can't be a one man gang without Saquon Barkley, as far as man. that goes. Oh, okay, speaking of non, speaking of missing in action. Darren Waller. Darren Waller's been missing in action since the opening half against the Dallas Cowboys. Where's yeah, he, he been?
2: He, he's going to have to step up really tonight. Tonight, game games when you have like Saquon Barkley not out, and you, you're trying to figure out ways to, you know, attack this aggressive defense of the San Francisco 49ers. Players like Darren Waller, they have to show up early and often. And I remember, remember that preseason game? that they played Dev and they just kept feeding Darren Waller the football on their first drive that they had and Daniel Jones went out there. I think that's something like tonight that they need to do when it comes to him as a player. Give him the ball early and often so that confidence is being uh, risen yeah. uh, early in this football game. That's yeah. what that's what I think, honestly.
1: I thought it said Devin and Shanell, two producers, who needs to step up more? Is it Darren Waller on offense or Kayvon Thibodeau on defense?
2: Kayvon.
3: There's not even a question in my mind. I, I – Darren Waller had six catches last last game. He he had uh you know a lot a lot of third down conversions. So, like okay. he was there, he played. He just didn't get in the end zone. Okay. Kayvon Thibodeau, hasn't has. I haven't seen nothing, nothing. So, so
2: what you're saying is he been he's been Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yes, <laughs> non-existent. <laughs> yep.
1: Damn. <laughs> Shannon Shave and y'all please.
2: drafted him where? What what pick?
1: Number five. Number five. Number five. That's why he wears number five.
2: Wow. He's going to show up going to show up tonight though. I, I believe in Kayvon Thibodeau. He's going to show
4: up tonight. Right. I just need them not to go down by 20 plus points early in the game. How about that? Why let's, why, let's do, why that. do you need why do you let's need
2: do, that? Let's do that. The what main, what's, the, what's the main reason you you need
4: that? I'm just because I'm I'm not trying to look at my text messages from
1: you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Baby steps. Shannon's like, I don't, I'm not talking about victory. I just want to make sure that we don't get our buzz kicked early so Harry can just leave my phone alone. Like we mentioned, San Francisco 49ers, New York Giants, part of Thursday Night Football. 49ers, a 10-and-a-half point favorite playing this game as 2 my and team goodness. And the Giants 1-and-1 one one part of Thursday Night Football on Amazon That's Prime. That's a lot. That's more That's more than a lot. That, that, that That's that's like 300 littles. That's more than a lot as far as that goes. It's got to
2: be bad if they do a it like that. Well,
1: I'm hoping for a close game. I need something to watch on Thursday Night Football. Harry Douglas, Freddie Cohen together on Freddie and Harry. I gave my quarterback tier rankings an hour ago, and Harry took issue with that. So you know I'm about to do the same thing to him that he did to me. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN
0: app. The Freddie and Harry
1: Podcast.
0: Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get five dollars off with code eight save. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza, better because it has to be.
1: In ten minutes, what kind of alarm would the Giants have to sound to try to pull the upset of the San Francisco 49ers that comes your way in ten minutes? Here on Freddie and Harry. Presented by Progressive Insurance. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, as well as the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80. And always tell that snot speaker to play ESPN Radio. So I gave my quarterback tier rankings when it comes to quarterbacks, what we've seen so far in 2023 in the NFL. I had, at number three, I had what I call the the, the Captain Marvel tier, the Shazam tier. They've made the Shazam plays. I'm looking for more consistency, and I believe I'm going to see that from Lamar Jackson to Baltimore Ravens. Brock, oh, should I say Purdy, Brock Purdy, the San Francisco 49ers, <laughs> and Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. Then I have what I call the Commissioner Gordon tier. Yeah, they can ring the bat phone when they really need it, but so far they really haven't. That comes to Tua of the Miami Dolphins, and Kirk Cousins, of the Minnesota Vikings. I know Kirk Cousins' team is on too, but don't blame him. It's not his fault. He hasn't needed to ring that bat phone so much because he's taking care of business. And my Superman tier, he's still the biggest, baddest boy in the NFL jungle. I'm not going to hold... Not having Travis Kelsey week one and also having all those drop pass from Kaderis Tony week two. Patrick Mahomes is still the biggest, baddest boy. I got him in my Superman tier. So those are my three that Harry. I guaranteed he was going to destroy, and he did. So now it's his turn to be the quarterback tier ranker and for me to be the destroyer when it comes to the quarterback tiers and Harry Douglas right now and Freddie and Harry.
2: Now let the church say amen, 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 amen.
1: Church doors open, amen.
2: (laughs) Now I'm going to start with my third tier, and I made a late, Scratch and added someone else. So okay. originally I had Geno Smith on my list, but I took him off of my list and I inserted Dak Prescott because one of the things that I'm excited about is Dak Prescott is playing mistake free. He looked like he looks like he's having fun and things are looking easy on the football field. Some of the things that he was able to do to the New York Jets defense this past weekend uh, was very very eye catching for me. That's okay. why he's also in my third tier. All right. I'm gonna go Jerry Goff as well as being in my third uh-huh. tier. He's a guy that's fifth in passing yards right now. Beat the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes on Thursday Night Football. But what he's meant to the Detroit Lions not this this season, but in the past okay. has been phenomenal. And then thirdly, <laughs> on my third in my third tier, I have Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy right okay. now is undefeated. A lot of people had questions about him coming into the season. Right. He has proven those questions. Uh, to be wrong by a lot of people who Mm -hmm. question him. He is that guy. He is that quarterback. His mindset, the way he orchestrates that offense, I'm a big fan of. Now let's move to tier – well, you got a problem with tier three first.
1: The only one probably Jared Goff because he did miss some throws in the second half of the Kansas City game, although that Chiefs defense right now is no joke. (laughs) They have literally become a shutdown defense. They weren't bad last year. They really stymied the Detroit Lions when they had that running game late in that game. And even then, they still made it very tough on them. They get Chris Jones back, and they had Trevor Lawrence seeing ghosts. He was 0-7 in the red zone for the Jacksonville Jaguars in that loss last week. So sort of a problem, but not a problem problem. Okay, With the we're other two moving guys in him. So we're moving good. So, See, we're, so yeah. we're, we're doing good. Right, you're, now. you're moving cool. You're moving cool right now. I'll give Ooh, you that.
4: You're so moving it's cool. For, it's
2: time for tier two. It's tier two. Tier two. All right. I have Lamar Jackson as okay. one of the quarterbacks in tier two. I love everything that Lamar uh, is doing right now. He's getting acclimated to that system. Week two looked better than week one. He's missing mm-hmm. a lot of guys also on that offense. Still showed up and showed out. When it came down to a third down play at the end of the game and the Cincinnati Bengals needed to stop, they could not stop Lamar Jackson. Okay. He he improvised and and did what he had to do for his team to get a win. Now, okay. the second person I have in Tier 2, mm-hmm. for me, is going to be Patrick Mahomes right now at the moment because he's not playing the best football of anybody uh, at the quarterback position. So I have Mahomes okay. at number two. All right. In my Tier 2, at, no, at the number two quarterback in Tier 2.
1: Okay. I don't have a problem with Patrick Mahomes being in Tier 2. I get it he set a standard yeah. when you set a gold standard and he's, he's what I call just spectacular, but we, we don't notice it because we see it all the time. That's why I've called him the Steph Curry of the NFL. Anytime Patrick Holmes does something great, you're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Somebody else does it. And Oh my goodness. He does it. Yeah. Steph Curry does something spectacular. Yeah. Somebody else does it. We lose our minds. That's where we are with Patrick Holmes. And I, f- I firmly believe we're going to get back to that with Lamar Jackson this year.
2: Now, now how, how how am I looking? How's my, my tier bad. list looking Your right now? Your tier
1: looks okay. good. You, you're still moving cool. You're moving cool. You're
2: okay, moving so cool. number one on my list, ladies and gentlemen, number one on my list, we're going to take that. We're gonna take it down to South Beach. And I told y'all mm-hmm. earlier in the show, I got my leopard speedos and I'm strolling down the beach. I don't care if it's okay. TMI, I'm going to let y'all know. I'm strolling down the beach in my leopards, baby, because South Beach is the place to be. So I'm going go to a tongue of a lure. The way he's playing the game of football at the quarterback position, you go against a Bill Belichick defense, and what does Bill Belichick do? Same thing he does to the Philadelphia Eagles. We're not going to let you get the big play. But Tua didn't get greedy. Tua just took what the defense gave him, also handed the football off, let that run game be a part of that offense as well, and he still delivered in a great manner, I should say. But then week one, we go to week one. And he goes out to L.A., a team that demolished him last year, made him look silly on national TV, and he has a huge game in week one. And he's delivering the football and diversifying it to many players on his team. But what he didn't forget is that Tyreek Hill is this guy. And when it came down to the end of the game and the fade and they need to go up, Tua Tagovailoa said, you know what, let me go to my best player and deliver the ball right in the bread basket where only Tyreek Hill can catch it. Right now Tua Tagovailoa is leaving the NFL in passing yards. Completion percentage sixty five point three percent, four touchdowns to two interceptions. I love where he is from a mental standpoint okay. and also a physical standpoint and his play on the football field. That's why Tua is number one and the only quarterback in my tier one right now.
1: You realize his completion percentage is nine percent nine percentage points lower than Lamar Jackson, right? That's okay. How could it be okay? You got him as a tier one guy, and meanwhile, the guy have a tier two. His completion percentage is more than nine points more, better okay. than the guy in, tier, in so, tier one.
2: So let me question you. Mm-hmm. Who has looked better at the quarterback position from the eye test, in your opinion? Has it been Lamar Jackson, I can, I can be or a, has
1: it been to a tug of a I could be a fool and say Lamar Jackson. I'm not going to do that. I'm not crazy. <laughs> now, <laughs> I may be an idiot, but Devin, if, yeah, I, I might no need fool. to help on this one. Oh, Another gosh. case
2: for Tua Tunga-Valua. Do y'all know the MVP odds right now? Does anybody know the MVP odds?
1: Should we really have MVP odds week two into the season?
2: Well, Freddie, I'm trying to make my case.
1: I know, but should we, That's really, have, I'm going to it. Should we really have that week two? I don't two? think so
2: because I think it's entirely too early. Thank you. Got it. But, you know, this this world has gone to betting, and betting is, is very, very large. And I like it, too, because I have deals. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm not going to poop on <laughs> it. So what, what, what are the betting odds right now? Uh-huh.
0: For the MVP, so
3: race. so Tua is plus four fifty. He is currently um, the betting favorite. Patrick okay. Mahomes is plus five fifty.
0: Oh,
2: so Vegas feel the same way I feel.
3: And then it goes: it's Josh, Josh Allen, too. Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson. Which Josh just, Allen's number three? He is currently number three. Yes. Wow. I think it's funny too when people are like, "Can Michael Parsons win the MVP?" No, a quarterback's always going to win the MVP. Stop it.
1: What he said.
2: You see how Vegas feel about Tua? Vegas right now feels great about Tua
1: as well. Yeah, because they're hoping that a bunch of suckers will come in a lot of money on Tua, figuring (laughs) that they're going to lose money on him when he has one of those moments because we've seen it before that he has a case of the yips where the ball's not finding those guys. I don't believe that's going to happen this year. I think he's fully immersed in this offense. To me, he may have the most motivation of any other quarterback because he knows that people are wondering, can you stay healthy? And if you can stay healthy, how dangerous is this offense really going to look? When, as I mentioned, you got that four by one hundred relay team mm-hmm. with him and Jalen Waddle, and also, by the way, Raheem Mostert is not that slow at the not running back at position. At thirty one years of age, the guy still runs a four point three three. If he's even, he's leaving. If he's getting gets into the secondary, so now you got all this speed. And if a quarterback like that can stay healthy they could be extremely, extremely more and more dangerous each and every week down in
2: Miami. And here's something else I, I, got, I have to factor into the equation when it comes to the Dolphins and two in that offense. The more the season goes on and that defense gets comfortable in Vic Vangio's system, yeah. they're going to be able to create turnovers. That, that pass rush is going to be able to get home. So that's going to be extra possessions for Tua Tonga Valoa in that offense. So he's going to even put up, I think, more electrifying numbers.
1: Either way, so far so good for the Miami Dolphins about to be in the Olympic relays next year when it happens in Paris, France. With those How'd guys I do? How's my team. list? How's my list? Your list was good. Your list was solid. Your list was more than solid. It was moving cool, like I said. It was a moving cool list. I embraced it other thank than Jack. Jer- thank other you. Try- than- I tried my best. Tried you my you best. tried your best, and you definitely succeeded. I- I'll say this. Your list was better than my list. I'll grudgingly say that. Kirk Even though Patrick Mahomes is still...
2: He 0-2.
1: So? And uh, Jared oh, Goss 1-1. One one. He oh, Barely. Oh, oh, He's only a game ahead of Kirk Cousins in the division. Barely. 0-2. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. But it's not his fault. Don't blame him. <laughs> He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie <laughs> Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're going to get an update on New York Giants and what chance do they have to maybe f- to pull off an upset being a 10.5-point underdog to the San Francisco 49ers tonight. And in other news... Do you really believe that parents are hiring second moms because the college students need help? What? I'm not making that up. That's next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. You didn't actually think we were going to have the 21st of September and not play September Earth, Wind & Fire? That would be bad for the show, bad for the soul, and damn it bad for the country. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us and Freddie and Harry on ESPN radio. Don't forget about us on the ESPN app and series X and channel 80. So the John's going to be without four starters tonight, including Saquon Barkley as they play the San Francisco 49s as a 10 and a half point underdog and trying to avoid a one and two start. What chance do they possibly have of pulling off the upset and how can they do that? Let's bring Jordan Renan. Does a great job as an ESPN New York Giants reporter hit him on Twitter at Jordan Renan and Jordan. I'm going to start there. Four starters out for the New York Giants. If they're going to pull off this upset, how will they be able to do it in San Francisco versus the 49ers?
5: Yeah, well, they don't have their star running back, right? They don't have two starting offensive linemen, really the entire left side of their line, uh, including all pro left tackle Andrew Thomas. So they can't just go back and throw the ball. They have to find a way to get the ball out of Daniel Jones' hand quickly, get you know, maybe, you know, screen, uh jet sweeps anything to sort of maybe slow down this defense because if they let the the 49ers just pin their ears back and go after Daniel Jones I think it's going to look a lot like what we saw in the opener right and Harry you were supposed to come to that game by the way the Cowboys and Giants good thing maybe you didn't because they just you know got to run after Daniel Jones and he had no chance that pass rush was relentless this pass rush is similar to that and the Giants are shorthanded in several ways. So they got to find a way to slow that pass rush down.
1: I I
2: apologize, Jordan. I got to make it up to you, man. We're going to have to go to a game together, but when it comes to Saquon Barkley, how much time is he expected to miss?
5: Yeah, well, okay. So he misses this game. They now have, they don't play. till the following Monday night, so it does give him 11 days. I think there's a chance. I mean, the original timeline was three games. I think that's, most likely, they they always talk about him being a fast healer. You know, two games impossible. I think he's gonna knowing him, he's going to try to make it back for next week, uh, Monday night against the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know if that's a great idea, because if you think about it, we hear this every time he's been injured. Every time he had an ankle injury, this is the third time. He's a quick healer. He's a magic healer. He's human, like everybody else. He's come back pretty much in the normal timeline. And struggled. He averaged 41 yards per game the first four games back, the first ankle injury, 46 yards per game rushing the second time back in the next four games. That's injury. And admitted both times that he probably came back too soon. So mm. he's going to push to get back. But it, if it was in the Giants in his best interest, they probably wait those two, at least two, likely three games.
1: Jordan ESP ESPN, New York Giants reporter, joining Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. The Giants getting ready to play the San Francisco 49ers tonight as a 10-and-a-half point underdog. What is up to the slow start when it comes to Kayvon Thibodeau of the New York Giants, the defensive end slash outside linebacker?
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's definitely a little eye-opening. I found it interesting the other day because it's certainly getting to him. I just asked him simply, you know, he had zero tackles in the last game. That's a fact. I said, what does he, he think of having zero tackles? Like, what's his reaction to that? And immediately before I even finished saying that, he snapped back, like, did you watch the game? Did you watch the game? Got very defensive saying, you know, I was on the backside all the time. You know, the opportunities weren't there. Look, I spoke to people in the organization. He did not play well, right? They don't think he played well. They want to see more consistency from him. I, I think we've seen him sl- uh, splash and flash at times, but really that's the MO from him so far is, we haven't seen it consistently. Him play at a high level. He's one pressure now in two games. That's not going to get it done. The Giants need him to be a force. Now, one positive coming into this game is Tavon Thibodeau. He he said, "Primetime." Last year, this was a famous quote he had. You know, "Primetime prime likes me," right? In mm. regards to these primetime games, and he went out and he had a defensive touchdown sack, strip, strip sack, fumble recovery, touchdown, and a huge game against the Commanders. So uh, maybe he does uh, step it up in prime time and we're going to see the cave Ti the Giants needs to see tonight against the 49ers.
2: Now the Giants are coming off a incredible comeback against Arizona last week. Should we expect that carryover from the offensive side of the ball uh, to have some you know to just I'm trying to think how can I put this? Do we expect the carryover to a certain extent because I don't want to diminish what the San Francisco 49ers are able to do from a defensive standpoint.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough because this 49ers defense is really good. Like, it's different. When that Arizona pass rush is not this San Francisco pass rush, right? There's no Nick Bosa over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no uh, Greenlaw or Fred Warner over there either. Like, this is a tough, much tougher defense for sure. But I do think the Giants were able to show what their and realize what their identity needs to be. Right? Play action, a lot of play action. They did. Daniel Jones set a career high in play action passing yards in the second half alone last week. You know, play, he set his career high from the, any game in one half, and it was the, almost all that damage came off that play action using Darren Waller, being able to hit some big plays downfield. I think they realized that's what our identity needs to be, and in a way, it will carry over a little bit. Now, it'll be a lot harder to execute, though. That's, there's no doubt about that, because this is a this is a, I, I want to say a step up, in class, but not really. It's like three steps up in
1: class. Yeah, no doubt about that. Hey, Jordan, appreciate the time as always, my friend. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks for joining us and Freddie and Harry. Anytime, guys. You know it. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Jordan Renan, ESPN New York Giants reporter, getting us ready for the New York Giants at 10 and a half point underdog against the San Francisco 49ers tonight. Part of Thursday Night Football. That'll be a hot ticket. Hot ticket is brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets. Experience it live. <laughs> They may not be the top stories of the day.
4: In other news.
1: But you need to be in the know. This is In Other News. So what if you wanted to be in the market to buy a new mother? Well, some services are offering a chance to do just that. There's a concierge service for students in Boston that charges $10,000 for the academic year. They accept a, minimum, a mixed maximum excuse me, of 30 clients. They act as surrogate parents for students, many of them who are freshman students. They purchase items to decorate (laughs) students' dorm rooms. They wash and iron the sheets before making their beds. And each of the 30 students are matched with their second mom, which is a group of five female (laughs) employees.
2: Or those kids can learn how to be adults on their own. What?
1: Or Or or, Or they can do that. Yeah. They have personal services ranging from legal and banking to doctor referrals and hospital assistance. <laughs> you I figure, know. they
2: got to figure it out at some point, man.
1: Well, not 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 before college, and apparently not during college for ten thousand bucks. You can hire a second mother, a surrogate mother, not to carry the child, but to take care of the child.
2: I hate you, mom. I got a new one.
1: <laughs> this has all the makes of a bad reality show. Aaron <laughs> Ian comes your way next for Harry Dogs. I'm Freddie Cohen. This has been Freddie and Harry on the mighty ESPN Radio.